Welcome to the Chatter in the Box podcast, where your hosts, Liam Skiffington and Matt Indominico, discuss all things baseball. From breaking news to the latest free agent signings, they'll dive into today's game with some of the top minds from around the league. You can catch the latest episode of the Chatter in the Box podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, or Amazon Music, or visit our website at www.chatterinthebox.com. All right, back at it live from Hadlock Field again. Boston Red Sox number five prospect, Nick York. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Appreciate you taking the time today. We're excited. Beautiful day for baseball. Uh, What were you doing right before you got here? We had BP and then uh, a little more machine work in the cage afterwards. What's your, uh, so when you go from BP to machine work, what's the difference in approach? Um, I mean, I I try to keep it pretty similar. Um, You know, I try to stay on top of the ball and hit, hit a backside line drive with good backspin on it and whether it's a machine or an arm that's what i'm trying to do so you were drafted in the first round in 2020 there were some surprise elements to you getting drafted in the first round what was that like for you leading the days leading up to the draft um it was normal days because i wasn't supposed to get drafted okay. where i got yep. drafted so it was uh i was actually it was covid so yeah. there was a field three hours away from the ball from my house that we were going to practice at it was the only field open yeah and i asked my agent i'm like look it's day one of the draft like there's not a good possibility I'm going. Can I go to this practice? So I was actually on my way home driving from that practice when I got the call saying I was getting drafted. So it was pretty crazy. What was your reaction? Oh, it was, yeah, yeah. Well, it was just super blindsided. So, uh, I mean, my mom was in the front seat crying. My little brother was in the back seat <laughs> going crazy. Like, it was, it was a good time. It was fun. So you mentioned your mom. She was in a four-time All-American at Fresno State in softball. Both of your brothers play collegiate baseball. What was that like growing up? And who, which one of you is the best hitter? Uh, it's a super competitive family. Um, you know, the competitive side of me, it says, I don't think anyone's a better hitter than me. So mm-hmm. I, I want to say me, but you know, props to them. I mean, my little brother, he actually just broke the freshman record for RBIs. Like, it's so, and so, yeah, he's doing really well. My older brother's swinging it well too right now. So, you know, they're both doing good. Nick, what would you say the biggest challenge so far in your early career has been for you? And what have you done to overcome it? For me, it's just been like the little injury bugs that I've had, um, you know, getting banged up here and there, not getting the consistent at-bats that mm-hmm. I need to, especially last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of my main goals this year was just try to be as healthy as possible, do whatever I can to stay on the field. So sure. I've done a good job of that so far. I just want to keep that going. Awesome. I also saw that uh, you made some type of swing change when you went to the Arizona Fall League, and then I saw you reword it as a more like a starting point change. Yeah. How do you, how, walk us through what that was, why you did it, and if it's right. been working for you. Yeah, it's been, it's been uh, working for me a, right now so far so i feel good with it um and you know a lot of people were calling it a swing change when yeah you know i didn't i didn't think i was changing my swing per se mm-hmm. um you know i was just starting in a different position to get my body in a better position than where it was right um like i know in in 21 i had lower hands and i was super tight in my shoulders mm-hmm. wrapping around unraveling rather than having my direction through the middle of the field and you know just starting my hands above that helped me get back into that mm-hmm. spot mm-hmm. so you know i just try to stick with it it feels good now yeah it feels great started in the fall league uh felt good with it and you know kind of had that in my back pocket of going into the off season worked with it more and then i felt good so far the first month of the year so awesome man. Yeah. nick boston red sox number five prospect did you ever in your life think you would have that title um I mean, prospect-wise, I could care less what the rankings are, but, um, you know, to play for the Boston Red Sox, it's it's super surreal. Um, you know, just walking around town, like, oh, you're a Portland Sea Dog. Like, just being in the double-A level, they know who you are and stuff. Yep. It's crazy. It's, it's really wild. 
How do you deal with the pressures of being a top prospect, especially in a system like as prominent as Boston's? Um, to me, I mean, there's not a whole lot of pressure. You know, at the end of the day, it's baseball. The pitcher's up on the mound trying to throw balls across the plate, and I'm trying to stop him. So um, I, I wouldn't say a whole lot changes. Um, you know, you got a lot of the guys in the clubhouse. We got a lot of good guys in the clubhouse. So just trying to work with all the guys that maybe ranked ahead of me, behind me. Like, you know, we're all here for a reason. So, I mean, just try to learn as much as I can from everybody. You're known for your power. What is when did that really develop? Like, when did you really come into that power stroke of yours? Um, I mean, for me, home runs are mistakes. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to hit a line drive the opposite way. You know, I get under something and it goes. That's that's my thing. So, I mean, I mean, I started taking the weight room a lot more serious my junior year of high school. Um, so, I, I mean, I would say I just got a lot stronger then. Um, and then just tried to continue and build up off of that since. Got it. Uh, you've been compared to a player like Dustin Pedroia, who's been known for his intensity and his work ethic. How do you feel about that comparison? And maybe how do you guys differ a little bit, do you think? Um, I mean, I anything compared to Dustin Pedroia, <laughs> you know, thank you very much. It's yeah, an honor. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, just the way he plays baseball was fun to watch. I loved watching him play. Um, yep. Just, you know, just a gritty player, you know, always has his jersey dirty after a game, like, just a grinder in the box and you know to be compared to that i, I love it you know I, that's how i want to be so i appreciate yeah. it yeah so when i hear dustin pedroia the first thing that comes to my mind is leader the second thing that comes to my mind is defense your defense has been talked about a lot this season so far what adjustments have you made to really make that improvement yeah in uh 2021 we had a uh, a little coaching switch where darren fenster our outfield coordinator became our infield coordinator and uh uh, we actually do a drill called the Dustin Pedroia drill, where you're timing up your 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 pre pitch hop. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I was doing in previous years was I was landing super early, so I was getting stuck, you know, kind of off balance, making a read. And and now that I kind of switched that up, um, landing slightly after the ball hits the bat, so you know where it's gonna be. You take a quicker first step, and it's just helped me with my reads and my jumps a, lot, a whole lot. Obviously, slumps big part of game of baseball. What would you tell maybe a younger version of yourself that's going through a slump right now? How would you pull yourself out of it? I guess what kind of rituals do you have behind slumps? For me, it's all approach based. So you know, when I start to get into my slumps, you know, I, I tend to pull the ball a lot more than when I do normally when I'm you know having better at bats and stuff. So for me, I tell myself to get jammed. Um, you know, whether that's for a game or or just BP or your pre game work. You know, you're letting the ball travel. You're seeing it a lot better. Um, so for me, it's, I try to jam myself and then, you know, once the game starts, you stop thinking it's go time. He's trying to hit it or he's trying to pitch. It, I'm trying to hit it. So, um, I would just say in your, in your pre work, you got to find what you're doing wrong, what works for you. Um, and, and just kind of build off that. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Nick, so we've heard a bunch of crazy minor league stories. We were just talking to Brendan Salucci about some, do you have one for us? I'm sure I do, but I gotta. Think, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you gotta center yourself a little bit. Yeah, we. I mean, we just had a crazy bus ride. I mean, that one was long. We just had a 15-hour one. Got back in at, at 8 a.m. Um, That's from Akron, right? Yeah, oh. from Akron. But you know, I, my a lot of people don't like rain delays, but I think rain delays are one of the most fun times yeah, in yeah. a locker room you can have. You got everyone in the locker room just waiting to do stuff. So you know, what's your best rain delay story? We we play hacky sack in the locker room. So I was we were in Delmarva or. We we're in Fredericksburg. It was in Salem. Mm -hmm. uh, I was playing in Salem, and I was it was I was playing hacky sack with Rafaela, and we were playing hacky sack. And there's the way the lockers were set up. There's a little corner, like yeah. super tight spot, and someone kicked it right in there. And we we're like, all right, well, I guess we're not playing anymore. <laughs> and Rafa's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? 
hops up on the locker, slides in through the little spot, grabbed it, then he went back at it and kicks it out of there like he never left it or something. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. We love that. Um, Nick, so I just lost my train of thought. Now you can keep that. That's all right. No problem. I actually had a uh, set of rapid fire questions I wanted to ask you. Okay. So they're going to be quick. Got five questions. And basically, yes or no, or or it's going to be a name, all right? Okay, so. All right, let's do it. Uh, teammate, you wouldn't let date your daughter. Wow. Alex Manelis. <laughs> Best dancer on the team. Brendan Salucci. Okay. Uh, teammate most likely to strike you out. Luis Guerrero is pretty gross. I would say okay. Luis Guerrero. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, who would be late to your wedding? Rafaela. Last one. Who's the most obnoxious? The most obnoxious. Loudest. Whatever you want to call it. Koss always has something to say about something, okay. so I'm going to go with Koss. Koss. <laughs> Nick, you, uh, I saw an interview, you and Koss bowl a lot, right? Uh, not a lot, but we, we do go bowling sometimes. Who's dude. better? Koss. He, I mean, he he's like, you want to go bowling the first time we ever went bowling? He's like, you want to go bowling? I'm like, sure, let's do it. And I show up, like, I'm just in street clothes or whatever, and he shows up. He has a suitcase with his own bowling balls, like, <laughs> his own shoes. He has a bowling glove, rosin, like, the whole bit. He was like, okay, I'm going to get ran right now. He tried to bet me for money. I'm like, dude, you're going to Who was your to- uh, hometown team growing up? I was an Angels fan. I grew up in Huntington Beach, California. Okay, so yep. Who did you – who was your, like, favorite player, and did you model your game after any of them? Yeah, uh, I mean – to say Mike Trout, I mean, Mike Trout, yeah. to me, is the best hitter in the past 10 years of baseball, so why not try yeah. to yeah, of know, course. do some of the things he does? But uh, I was a shortstop at the time. Eric Ibar was a shortstop, so mm-hmm. Eric Ibar was actually my favorite player. Guy. Who was, uh, okay, before Mike Trout, who was the best hitter in the game, in your opinion? It's a good question. It's a really good question. I mean, you'd be dumb not to say Barry Bonds. Yep. 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 He has to be one of the best hitters ever lived. All right, Nick, so let's do this. Who are your top three hitters of all time? So I would go Trout. I would say Barry Bonds. I'm going to go Rafael Devers. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, a little, little curl. A little, like little hometown shout-out, yeah. too. Um, all right, give okay, it to him. So, <laughs> twist. Start one, bench one, cut one. Wow. Starting Trout, bench Devers because you got to have Devers there, mm-hmm. and then I'm cutting Bonds. Oh, yeah. Goodness. All right. Got to stay Boston loyal to Devers. Yep. Right. yep. Um, you know, looking out to your future, what are your goals for 2023? And then let's call it the next five-year goal for you, Nick York. Um, this year it's just all a stepping stool to get to the big leagues. So my, I mean, my five-year plan is I want to be in the big leagues as soon as possible and be the second baseman for the Red Sox. For as long as possibly. Um, and then this year, I just want to have fun. You know, I, I got to understand that this is a stepping stone to being a big leaguer. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you don't want to be a, mm-hmm. the Portland Sea Dog second baseman. You want to be the Red Sox second of course, baseman. Of course. Um, so I would say that. Awesome. Man. Portland recently brought in hitting coach Doug Clark. What have you been working on with him this season specifically? Um, for me, like when I get into trouble, I tend to get pushy and under a lot of stuff. So when I work with him, he's like... You know, maybe I'm hitting a lot of fly balls when, you know, I'm, I'm missing fly balls in the game. So, like, I'll go in the cage and he's like, all right, today we're not going to hit a single ball above the chest. Like, it's all low-line drives, and we're going to let that translate and correlate into a game. Yep. Um, so, uh, Can you talk a little bit about, like, your in-game adjustments that you make at the plate? Yeah, I mean, it, it varies pitcher to pitcher. Um, 
but you know, I, I'm a big believer in the two strike approach too. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really comfortable with not swinging at a strike per se, if it's not what I'm looking for. Um, but you know, it, it changes pitcher to pitcher, you know, you get three quarter guys or over the top guys, you know, you're going to set your sights differently, but I'm never really changing my swing per se, rather than, you know, where I'm setting my sights on where I'm trying to hit the ball. Makes sense. Makes sense. We actually talked to Brendan a little bit about, you know, mental health in the game. Want to hear your perspective um, as a hitter. Um, you definitely go through some lows and you go through some highs. What do you tell yourself when you're maybe in low times or you haven't gotten a hit in, let's say, you know, four or five games? Yeah. What are you doing to pull yourself out of that um, mentally? To me, the best the best way is to distract yourself with the game. Um, yep. You know, you help teammates just as much as you want to be helped. Um, so, I mean, I, I, t I tend to rely on my teammates a whole lot on what I'm struggling with. What do you see here? Like, you see me when I'm at my best. You see yeah. me at my worst. What do, you, what do you think? Like, uh, per se, like, Rafael is usually batting behind me. Nico's on deck. So, yep. those two are the most intently watching my at-bats. Mm -hmm. So, I, I tend to go to those guys when, when if I'm struggling on, on what their opinions are. Nick, so final question for you. How does Nick York make it to the Boston Red Sox? Just play as hard as possible. Um, you know, never take an opportunity on the field for granted. Uh, whether that's, you know, you ground out to the pitcher and you're still busting your butt for a hard 90. Um, you know, a lot of the intangible little char characteristics are, are overshadowed sometimes by a long season where guys get tired. You know, maybe they hit a routine ground down. They're not busting their butt to first base. Um, so I just never want to get caught in that position. And I think we have a really good group of guys where if, if you don't bust out here, like they'll hold you accountable to it. Not only that, you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. Oh, okay. but yeah, you'll stick out because everyone's everyone's running hard. So it just holds you to that higher accountability. Awesome, man. Yeah. All right, Nick York, thank you so much. We really appreciate,